Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Rugby podcast show, hosted by myself, Colby Marshall. As always, my goal on this podcast is to grow the game of rugby by bringing on people that I've come across through the sport to talk about their rugby journey, how they got into the game, and the life lessons they might have learned. On this week's episode, I invite on current Rugby United New York player Chris Matino on the show. And it's really funny because in 2015, the University of Delaware, which is the school that Chris went to, came to play Iona in a bowl game. And this was my first year playing. And so that was the first time I saw Chris. Now, fast forward three years later, I'm playing on the same club as him for Nyack in the 2019 summer. And then I also get to see him on Rooney's uh, when I was, you know, at the Rooney camp this past year, this past training camp. And uh, it, it just goes to show you how rugby continues to connect people throughout their careers. And he talks a little bit about the game between I, the game against Iona on this episode and just his journey, what he's been through, uh, the ups and downs of his career, and what he looks forward to in the future. So sit back and hope that you enjoy this episode. In my opinion, you're pretty much the face of Rugby United New York. You know, you're homegrown. When people think of Rooney, they think of Chris Matina. And uh, you have you know, experience, you're on the USA 7s radar, you went on tour, played in tournaments for them. What I want to know is how you got into playing the game of rugby. Yeah, so it's it's a bit of an interesting story. So my, it actually kind of starts with my dad and um, my uncle. And my dad grew up in Long Island. I'm in Sayos at Long Island. And he, he played football um, and basketball growing up. He went to University of Pennsylvania um, to play football on scholarship. And after his sophomore year, they switched coaches and he kind of fell out of favor and he, he decided to quit the team. And then one of his buddies told him to come out and try out for, uh, for the rugby team. And he went out for the first practice. And then from then on, he just loved it. Um, and he ended up playing until he was about 45 years old. So he played it well into his old boy years um and that's kind of where I first met the game because uh, he had me um you know when he was you know in his early 30s um and then I would go out to the I would actually go out to Randall's Island with my mom um and we'd watch him play for the old boys teams on Randall's Island when I was like a kid so I was running around out there um but like him, when I was growing up throughout middle school and high school, I wanted to play football. Um, and he never really thought I was going to play rugby. And neither did I, because there was really no rugby around. And I just didn't really think about it. I was just like, oh, I want to play wide receiver in the NFL. Like, that's my goal. Like, I just want to you know, be a football player. And then 
I ended up getting into Xavier um, and deciding to go there because they had football. And then they're like, oh, we actually have a really good rugby team. Like kind of just fell into my lap and I started playing. And then all the football players played rugby and I played basketball, rugby and football, you know, at Xavier in my freshman year. And they're like, you should definitely try rugby. Like you'd really enjoy it. Cause I was kicking for the football team. I was punting, turning, I was playing offense, defense. Um, I found rugby and, you know, it kind of just took off from there. And I just loved everything about it, whether it's just, you know, constantly running around and just constant action and being able to run, kick, you know, play defense, all those things just into one sport was like perfect for me. So that's kind of how I found it. And then just have been playing ever since. So that was about 12 years ago now. So, um, and now I'm here, so it's been a wild ride, but yeah, it's, it was a pretty cool start and I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, my uncle played as well, and my parents actually met on a rugby field. You know, that's where they first met, was on Randall's Island and, you know, on the rugby field at, like, a little party after the game. So it's kind of just in my blood. That's amazing. And that's so funny that you mentioned, you know, the aspect of rugby where you could you get to do all these things, kick, defend, attack, and you're a player that that's known for doing all of those things. Like, you're – one of the most versatile backs um, in the MLR. And, you know, it sounds like you had that love and that passion for it at an early, at an early stage. So did that love and passion for rugby sort of overshadow your dreams of playing in the NFL or pursuing another sport, knowing that, hey, like in football, I can make it to, you know, the NFL, but not too sure really where rugby is going to take me. You know, did that ever – what was that crossroad like? Yeah. So it was, it was pretty, it was kind of towards my junior and senior year. So my junior year, we had a really good football season. Um, you know, we won, you know, the Turkey Bowl. We did pretty well. We lost in the playoffs. And I had like a decent season. Um, I guess the issue at Xavier was that you know, we really didn't run a conventional offense. We just ran a the single wing. So we were just running the ball like 24-7. So there really wasn't much room to be a wide receiver. So I was just like more becoming a running back and I'd play running back, um, which actually I think helped my rugby career because, you know, I had to figure out how to, you know, run, hit gaps, you know, be a little bit more in the trenches but rather than being like a wide receiver on the edge. Um, and then my junior year at Xavier, we won for rugby that season, we won the national championship. And like, that was probably one of the greatest seasons, you know, that I've ever been a part of. And I think that solidified my love for the game. And like that, the reason why I was like, okay, I actually want to keep, you know, I think this is what I want to do. And I think once I got to senior year, I actually broke my ankle, my first game of my senior year playing football. So my whole senior year was washed. Um, and then I came back for rugby in the spring. So that kind of like ruined any offers that I was going to get um, for football. And, you know, I always said it kind of happened for a reason just to push me towards rugby. And um, and then I kind of just was at the crossroads. It's like, do I want to go play football at like a D3, D2 school, you know, in the middle of nowhere? Or I could go play rugby at, you know, a Penn State, a Delaware, um, 
you know, a good, a big school that has like a really good rugby program. Um, and I thought, you know, I would rather go to a big school, have fun, you know, it can be a little social, but also, you know, good, good quality at the same time and kind of progress from there. Um, so that's when I decided, you know, I was going to just pursue rugby in college. So what went into the, the decision of choosing Delaware over the likes of, like you mentioned, a Penn State? So, I mean, it probably would have went to Penn State if they gave me a spot, but basically I didn't get into Penn State. I was like on the edge and they were going to give, they were thinking about giving me, um, you know, one of their spots because they get three spots. They used to get three spots to, you know, admit kids in, um, but I ended up not getting it. Um, which I definitely used to fuel me for the next few years. And then I ended up getting into Delaware. Um, and a lot of my friends from Xavier that were older um, went there. And, you know, it just seemed like a really good fit. And it was, you know, two and a half hours away from the city. Uh, my parents could come to games, but it's like a little bit far enough where it's like I don't need to have to see them all the time. And it's kind of like in its own little oasis, Um you know, right off the highway, it's a really easy drive. And I really enjoyed the school and the guys that went there were, you know, my friends and uh, it just made sense. And it was like the perfect fit for me. And I ended up going there and, uh, you know, I loved every second of it, you know, obviously besides the little bit of a suspension for the team, but, you know, everything about it was unreal and it really helped me get better. And I learned a lot from it. Yeah, I think it was my sophomore year where you guys came to Iona and I was on the bench for that A-side game and you just tore us up. <laughs> I mean, you guys won and coming into the game, I'm pretty sure you were underdogs. Like we were ranked at the time. I don't think you guys were ranked, but we knew about you and we circled you in our game plan all week. That's when I, I was first introduced to you yeah, like, what do you remember about that? Yeah, I mean, I think we were – it was interesting because that was super, a super emotional season for us because we were coming back on campus after a two-year suspension. You know, that was my fifth year. This was basically, like, I lost my junior and my senior year because we got suspended. And, you know, this was, like, our comeback season. So it was, like, super emotional for us, like, super um, – you know, we put a lot into, you know, that season and, and what we were going to, you know, what we we're going to do in that game, that final game, I remember it was kind of just the, the icing on the cake for the fall season. And we were, we were starting to hit a groove. And I remember like, this was such a good opportunity for us because you guys had beaten army that year, which was ranked number one. And, um, you know, you guys were, you guys, you guys almost had more to lose than we did. Cause we didn't, we were just like, you know, we're just going out here to play and yeah so I, I know that was a super emotional time and that was you know it was the bowl game and we really wanted to come out there and put on a show and I remember just being super amped up for that game like I was you know in the zone and you know I thought you know it was also in New York it was like our first game in New York like a lot of my friends and family were there a lot of you know former alumni were there that had kind of watched us come back and through the whole struggle and everything and um, you know, I just came out there and I was, you know, really just super fired up. And I think I had two tries in like the first 25 to 30 minutes and, and I was feeling really good. So 
So what has been, uh, is there like a memorable tour or match or season or just experience rugby that you look back on and say, man, I wish I could go back. I wish I can relive that whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely that first, uh, that junior year season of at Xavier where we won the national championship, which was awesome. Um, that was just such a good year. We had a lot of awesome players on that team that went to go on and do a lot of good things. Um, and then, you know, I think the next one I would say would be my first year out of college with Nyack um, in 2017. And I played and was starting at fullback and we went to national championship, but lost. But uh, that was kind of where I got noticed. And uh, yeah, that season. And then obviously when I got to sevens, um, you know, there were so many great tours that season that was awesome. Obviously, my first tour to Australia was my, you know, my first cap, which was amazing. Um, New Zealand was, you know, also something that was really special because I'd always wanted to go there and play. Um, but I guess, like, the probably the best one that I would really want to go back is Hong Kong. Um, you know, we got to stay there for 10 days on a little extended um, trip and – uh, it was just unreal. The crowd was amazing. There was 40,000 people there um, over the, you know, day one and day two. And uh, the atmosphere was amazing. Um, and, you know, I think that was probably the most special and something that I'll never forget. And uh, Yeah. And, and then I guess the one game, probably for me, I started and played in the third, fourth place game against South Africa in Vancouver. Uh, at Vancouver Sevens, and, you know, I thought I had a really strong game um, in that game, and I think that was probably the one game when on the series where I was like, you know, this is um, – this was, like, really good game for me, and that was something that I really enjoyed. So tell me, man, tell me, what, what can the MLR, what can Rugby United New York fans expect from their team next year? You know, I know there's a little – there's some uncertainty as to, you know, whether you'll be playing for them or not. But uh, what what can fans expect? What, what would you have to say about Rugby United New York? Yeah, I think I think it's going in the right direction. I think um, there's some new ownership, which is really interesting. And I think they're doing some great things. Um, you know, once they solidify where they're going to play their home games and kind of that culture and there's going to be a lot of new faces, I think, for this team. Um, and I think it's going to be really good. And I think they're going to, um, you know, really be able to take it to the next level. And I think year by year, it'll just get better and better. You know, you think about rugby United and we came into the league, you know, a year later as an expansion team. So we're a little bit behind, I'd say, in terms of, you know, the Seattle's and the San Diego's just in terms of a year, but I think our quality is right there. And I think we can beat them. Um, on any given day and um you know we've had a lot of good battles with them so you know i i really think that it's moving in the right direction and i hope that you know for the next three to four years the mlr can continue to grow and if they can just double what they've done in the last three they're going to be in a really good place so you know i think it's it's great and i think just the one thing they need to figure out is just you know where we're going to play and solidify where we're practicing and all those things which is extremely difficult in new york city um, and then once they figure that out, it's it's going to be smooth sailing. So, you know, I think I think it's going to be really exciting, and the fan, the fans should be 
you know, amped up and hopefully we can get a home game. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So staying in New York, playing for Rooney, is, is that something that you see in your future? You know, I'm keeping my options open at the moment. There's a lot of uncertainty with COVID and, um, you know, just a lot of different things where, you know, you, do, you don't really know what's happening at the moment and the season potentially being pushed back. And, um, you know, there's just a lot up in the air at the moment. So, you know, we'll kind of see and um, see what happens. And, you know, obviously there's still the Olympics next year and, you know, that could possibly be, you know, an opportunity. But at the moment, everything's kind of just at a standstill. So you have to just – I'm just continuing to, to train and put my body in the best place possible moving forward. And whatever comes next is, um, you know, I'll be ready for it. So it's kind of my mindset going into it. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I know that, you know, whatever happens, I know you're going to be playing some – you know, good rugby in 2021. And I can't wait to see what happens. And um, thank you again for doing this. Uh, I think that about wraps up the episode. And so thanks again, man. And it was great hearing from you. Yeah, thank you as well for doing this. It's it's always great to see guys, especially that are younger, that are doing this type of stuff. And it, there needs to be way more of it. Um, you know, and I think it only is good for the game and good for the players and building profiles and you know, I definitely appreciate it because it, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of uh, ability to stick with it and to, you know, find the right people and stuff. So I definitely appreciate you too. It's definitely always a pleasure having a rooster on the show. If you're a fan of Verb United New York, you know what a rooster is. Um, If you're someone that is enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate five stars if you believe that it deserves it. I'd love to hear what you guys think about the show. It would truly mean a lot to get um, your feedback and to continue to get your feedback. Shout out to Jake Berg, who runs a really dope lacrosse podcast on the Belief Podcast Network. If you're someone that's into lacrosse, definitely check that out. And with that being said... Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Believe in Rugby podcast show. Hope that you are enjoying the content in the rugby talk, and I will be back next week with more. Bye-bye. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube